Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. This is probably literally the most tired I have ever been (laughs) recording one of these shows. Actually, I take that back. I have a whole episode called, I can't remember what it's called because my brain isn't functioning right now. It's a episode about sleep regression. I think it's called like no sleep or team no sleep or the baby was four months old and didn't sleep for like several weeks at a time. And I was like in my shower with my clothes on crying (laughs) of tiredness it was just it was just it was just unbelievable I'm kind of I'm 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 kind of that tired right now (laughs) I, I I honestly I can't remember the last time I was this tired so I apologize in advance if this show for any reason is rambly or I don't know. When I get tired, sometimes I either get like inappropriate and weird <laughs> or I make no sense whatsoever. Maybe maybe I'll find some clarity within myself. But I just closed day six of our 23-day yoga teacher training here in Aruba, which is is quite intense. It's always super intense. We've changed the structure a little bit of this training compared to what we normally do. So I uh, we have some guest teachers coming, but for the first seven days, it's just me alone. And some days I'm up at five in the morning and, and at the studio at six o'clock. Other days um, there we start around nine, but it's all day long, you know, nonstop without a break. Go, 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 go until I get home, you know, around yeah nighttime. So today I'm just feeling unbelievably tired and I'm the kind of tired where the, the kind of tired where, you know, it's it's hard to, to do anything. It's like, I want to go lie on the couch, but just the thought of getting to the couch <laughs> seems really far away. I would love for someone to serve me up something delicious to eat. But like the thought of making myself food or even like, you know, putting something on a plate, like it's just, it's just really far away. 
So I, uh, I, I just, I came home and then today of all days, Dennis has a, Dennis is doing this funny thing. I don't know. He's, he's, he's such a funny guy. He's now on the board of one of the national soccer teams of Aruba. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's just, it's just typical him. So he asked if I could really kind of hurry home straight from training today so that I could put the baby to bed and he could go to this board meeting. And I said, yeah, no problem. And, you know, actually the only thing I need is because I really have to record the podcast. It's the last day. I really can do it all week. Um, can you just set up the podcast equipment for me and make sure everything is set? That's all I need. And he's like, yeah, for sure. I got you. No problem. And, you know, I'm working like 12 hour or 14 hour days for 23 days straight. It's really, really, really a lot to hold. And especially before we have any guest teachers come in, it's just, it's a lot of space to hold the container of a group. And this group is so beautiful. Oh, they're so dedicated, super curious, also very emotional. We have a lot of emotional holding that we do every day and, and being the lead teacher for this kind of training, it's, it's really a lot of work. So when I ask my dear husband, who's, you know, home with a baby doing his own kind of work, different level of work, of course, but super important without him, I couldn't be there doing what I do. But I feel like when I ask him to set up the podcast equipment so that I can crawl home at night after a long day of training and then record the podcast, I feel like that's not too, so much to ask, you know? And then I come home and it, with this, this shitty thing about shitty thing about being a mom in the midst of a training like this is that I have this rule. It's part of my self-care and I set it from the first teacher training we ever did. And that means that I put the, a baby down at seven o'clock every day. So regardless of what we have going on, I go home at 6.45 and I put her to bed. And then some nights I go back to the studio to close something or to do something after dinner or to have other activities that we have. But I go home every single time so I can put her to bed and I kind of set that firm boundary for my self-care. I let the whole group know on the first day. So even, you know, if it's, you know, 6.31, you want to ask me something, I might be rude and cut you off because I'm on my way home because that's the only 30 minutes I get with the baby all day. And I miss her. I miss her so much. I miss her all day, <laughs> you know, and she's in this amazing, amazing age right now where she's just hilarious and super funny. But I get to be on the end of the deal right now where I get to go home and I put her to bed, which is not her favorite thing right now. She's so excited about everything in life literally she just doesn't want to sleep so I kind of get like the cranky version of her like end of the day she's tired she needs to go to bed she doesn't want to go to bed and that kind of sucks you know I wish I could have the fun hours of the day with her but I take what I can get so then tonight I come home and already driving the car I'm like okay I am so tired like I don't know how I I don't even know how I'm going to put this baby to bed like I just oh oh my god I'm so tired and we eat a little bit. It's a little struggle. She doesn't want to eat. And then she wants to play. She has this play kitchen in her room. And, and we play. And then we read some books. And we're having some quality time. And it's awesome. And then I put her to bed. And everything's great. And then right as I'm about to leave the room, she goes, Mama, hug me. And I'm like, oh, honey, yeah. I'm like, of course. And I go back. And then I give her a hug. And then all of a sudden, she kind of koala bear clings to me and just won't let go. And she's normally not like that at night, like at all. She's normally really easy to put to bed. She's kind of, the struggle is like getting her in bed. But once she's in bed, she's all chill. She says goodnight and all is good. So it's very rare for her to, to, to not want to go to bed once she's already in bed, once we put her down. And she just won't let go. And it's just so 
painful, heart aching, and she's clinging to me like a koala, and I'm hugging her and stroking her, reassuring her, and everything's okay, and tomorrow we're going to have such a fun day, and you're going to get to do this and that, and you know, now we need to go sleep, it's been a long day, and mommy's tired, and I'm trying and I'm trying and, you know, like even like, okay, well, let's like bring another stuffed animal into bed and let me do this and trying to tuck her in. She won't let go. And after like 20 minutes of being hunched over into a crib, it's just like, okay, I just, I gotta, I, I can't stand in here all night. This is, this is what it is. So, you know, the longer I stay, the harder this is going to be, the longer she's going to stay awake. I gotta just, you know, she's got to go to bed. So like, okay, honey, I love you. Good night. And then she loses it. So I've spent the past now 45 minutes yeah, trying to get her to go to sleep. <laughs> and then finally she chills out and she lies down and I can kind of like leave the room. And then I realize like the podcast, oh, the podcast, <laughs> my one thing, you know, the thing I love, my one big thing. And that's the thing I have to do today. And normally I'd love to do it. And it's so easy. And today I just like, I wish someone would like pour me a bathtub of wine, massage my feet and let me fall asleep. Like that's what I want. But I'm like, no, it's good. You know, I, I have a lot to share, a lot to talk about. Like I'd kind of drag myself upstairs into the guest room, go to the podcast area that my dear husband promised me he set up. And of course, nothing's set up. Like, no. And this is kind of typical how things work for me is, is I can hold and hold and hold and hold and work and work and work and work and deal with so much that comes up in a day. Literally, like I can spend 23 days without a break holding a group of 52 people in all of their in all of their emotions and all of their tensions and their sadness and their grief and their frustration and and their boredom and you know whatever comes up like I can hold that and I can teach and teach and teach and teach and teach my ass off and then something like this like the podcast equipment isn't set up like that makes me snap at the end of a day <laughs> it's so stupid but like, you know, and then I just had to spend now 30 minutes like scavenger scavenging around the house looking for a freaking SD card. Like, what is it about the, the essential things in life, like the small essential things that they just like won't stay? Like, why isn't the SD card living with the podcast equipment? Like, that's that's where the recording goes. Like, it should belong there. I don't know what happens in this house, <laughs> but like, why why can't it remain so anyway, I had like a moment like 10 minutes ago where I just texted Dennis like, I cannot believe, like I asked you one thing to please set up the podcast and now I, I don't have SD card. I like, this is just like a lot. And then of course he's at a board meeting, which I know for the soccer team means that they're drinking beer somewhere talking about football. Like that's, <laughs> that's what that means. And I gave myself like, I don't know two minutes of wallowing and like, why wouldn't my husband just help me with this? And I do so much and all day, every day. And I was up at six o'clock and, da, 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 da. and then I was just like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? I can stay in this like pit of wallowing for no real reason. Like it's not the end of the world. And the real reason I'm upset about anything is because I'm really, really tired. Like it's nothing else. If this was a normal day and I wasn't tired, I would just like go find an SD card. 
like look for it, I would find it eventually because we have like a hundred of them scattered around the house. I swear. SD cards in this house are like the socks in the dryer. Like where the fuck do they go? There's like an SD card hoarder, like an SD card troll or fairy somewhere that just hoards them and sits on them. Like I literally don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if I opened one day, like one of the little drawers in the baby's play kitchen and just SD cards came pouring out. <laughs> like that's just, that's just like what it feels like. Like someone is hiding them somewhere and I don't, I don't, I don't know where, but anyway, I didn't wallow. I found the freaking SD card. The one I found, guess where it was? Like our coffee table in the living room. We have this little set of candles in the middle of the coffee table under one of those candle holders. <laughs> it's so ridiculous like what even why 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 did I even look there like you know you know when you're looking for something and you start just like turning your whole house inside out upside down and you do things like three times like you open the freezer to look is it there no it's not there (laughs) that was me you know a moment ago and then yeah under the candle holder great great spot to put things so anyway Dennis if you're listening I'm not upset anymore it lasted for 90 seconds I'm probably going to be asleep by the time you come to bed, but I'm telling you on the show, which I feel like energetically counts. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. You probably know you should be taking vitamins to help supplement your diet, but with so many options, how do you know which nutrients you need and which ones you're probably already getting enough of from your diet? I take so many vitamins each and every day, but if you're looking for an overall multivitamin for those important nutrients you may be missing, then you're looking for Ritual. Rituals Essentials is the obsessively researched vitamin for women that contains the nutrients most of us don't get enough of from food. The part I love the absolute best is that all the nutrients are in their cleanest, most absorbable forms. There are no shady additives or ingredients. In the morning with breakfast, you just take two easy-to-swallow capsules and you're provided with the nine nutrients needed to support a strong foundation for your health. Ritual is the vitamin reimagined. The company was started by a woman who couldn't find a multivitamin on the market that wasn't questionable. She began from the ground up to bring women everywhere D3 to omega-3 and fill the gaps in our diet in a healthy and transparent way. No wonder Vogue, The New York Times, CNN, and Forbes have all noticed. Ritual is traceable and transparent in more ways than one. The super cool oil in beadlet design is completely see-through, and for obsessive label readers like myself, all of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and all of their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see on their website. For your added convenience, Ritual is subscription-based. For only a dollar a day, Ritual is delivered right to your door, no strings attached. Keep on top of your health and start a new Ritual today. Go ahead and try Ritual today because you'll get an exclusive offer for 10% off of your first three months right now. Visit ritual.com slash yoga girl to start your Ritual today. That's 10% off of your first three months at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Mothers deserve the absolute best. So this Mother's Day, spoil the moms in your life with little luxuries from Osea. Osea's skin and body care is the perfect way to remind all the moms, mother figures, caregivers, grandmothers, and mother-in-laws in your life to make time for themselves. If you have been looking for the perfect gift, I recommend Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I've been using it for years, and it seems like every single time I apply it, I get compliments on my skin. 
This body oil is rich, but it's never greasy, and it's clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. Your skin will feel more sculpted and toned, and you'll be left feeling silky, soft, and glowing. Another favorite of mine is the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. Ever since I've been using collagen, I have noticed a difference in my skin. In fact, it's never been better. Using Osea's body oil and lotion together is a mega moisture duo, giving you a full body glow. Osea's products are infused with their signature Andaria seaweed, but it's also clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Really just the perfect gift for yourself, the moms in your life, and even the planet. Spoil the moms in your life with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Anyway, how are you doing today? I hope wherever you are, whatever is moving in your life, in your day that you have some energy really if I could if I could send you something right now if I could kind of throw something your way it would be some energy to complete and rock and kick ass at whatever responsibilities and things that you have to do in your life right now with energy we literally we we can do anything honest to god If we have the energy to do what we do, if we're well, if our bodies feel good, like there's no limit to what we can create in this lifetime. I I swear to God, I know that that's true. What I feel really blessed about right now is I, I'm not sick. This is the first training now in a long time or the first retreat, the first group I'm leading that I'm not sick at all. I feel really good. I'm not stuffy. I'm not coughing. I'm not, you know, nothing knock on wood to make sure that that doesn't manifest tomorrow. But, you know, I feel really good in my body. So whatever I've been doing with this diet and all the stuff that's happening in my life that I changed for my health, I really think is really, really, really working. So I'm grateful for that. And what's kind of sitting in me right now is this this ability that I feel like we have, specifically as women, I mean, men, you have it too, but specifically as women, to keep going when we're on empty who, who resonates with that, that somehow, I don't know what it is or how we, how we have it, but I feel like a lot of my friends, a lot of the women in my life have this ability to go and go and go and go and go. And then we run out of fuel, but we can still kind of continue for those couple of extra miles. And I don't know if it's this like innate sense of mothering that we have inside of ourselves, or if it's biological that one day we're, you know, we're going to have a baby and we're going to be exhausted and we're going to be up all night and it's, it's not going to matter really what happens in our life. We are going to keep going and we are going to take care of and love the shit out of that child, right? I feel like there's something very primal about continuing past our like I'm done point. Whereas I sense with, at least with my husband, like his I'm done point, it comes way before mine. And when he's, when he's done, like I, there's nothing you can do to sway him or to get him, you know, off the couch or to get him to go do something else like there's just absolutely no way once he's done he's done he decides to take a break he decides to rest he decides to chill he decides to have fun that's gonna happen for sure he will manifest that moment of fun whereas for me I I I don't know if I have things that I'm doing but I can really sense that in myself like if I have something I'm doing or I have to do it doesn't matter 
honestly, it doesn't matter if I get really tired. It doesn't matter if I get really sick. It doesn't matter if some like, you know, giant thing happens in all of our lives. Like I'm going to continue and do what I got to do. I'm going to finish that thing. I'm going to finish the project. I'm going to create the thing I was creating. I'm going to write that book. I'm going to do that yoga teacher training. I'm going to build that studio. Like no matter what, I'm going to get it done. (laughs) And I'm wondering right now if I know this quality, I feel like it's a very good quality to have in one sense because I get things done. Like that's a good quality to have, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you have your own business or, you know, you're running a family, like just that, like we need that kind of go-getter get things done, make things happen, drive. But I'm wondering if it's this, this is the same side in me that actually got me sick in the first place. And if this is the same side of me that sometimes takes me to a bad, bad place where I just exhaust myself or I, I work too hard for too long. I don't take breaks. That side of myself where like I have a hard time going on vacation because I can't really wind down in that sense. So I'm, really what I'm trying to work with, at least in my life personally right now, is how do you find that balance between doing what you want to do, finishing the things you want to finish, building what you want to build, but at the same time making space for balance to not burn yourself out and to be really happy in all the areas of your life and have energy left over for things other than that thing that you're building. I, I wish I had the answer to that question, but if I did, I wouldn't be sitting here right now at nine. Okay, it's it's, it's later than I thought. It's it's nine thirty at nine thirty p.m. Exhausted, dreaming of my bed and my couch, but you know, still recording this podcast. <laughs> I don't know, and I, I shared on social media a second ago, like, hey, oh, I have no SD card. There's no show today. There's not gonna be a show this week, and I'm joking because the thought of not doing a show is is no. Like, I'll take what I have. It'll be a rambling, exhausted show about energy and exhaustion. But of course, I'm going to record the show. Like, not doing it, giving up for me is just not an option. And we're talking about this a lot in our training now because so the yoga teacher training that I do is 100% about finding our own individual voice. It's about allowing ourselves to be seen in the room, allowing ourselves to be seen by other people, learning how to hold space for our own emotions, learning how to self-reflect, learning how to deal with our own traumas, our own path of healing, all of that before we can recognize it in other people and before we can hold that for other people. We have to do it for ourselves. And I'm really working on that with this group, I feel, that 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 we're also very different in our ability to hold hold things. And we're doing the dynamic meditation, which I have spoken a ton about on this podcast. I know a lot of you guys have gone out there and done dynamic meditations after hearing about it on the show. Dynamic meditation, for anyone who's new to the concept, it's a meditation that holds space for emotional release. Actually, I think I have a whole podcast episode on this meditation. So if you want to learn a lot more about it, you can kind of scroll through and and find it. But so the, the, the first stage of the meditation is the chaotic breathing where we bring energy into the body. And then the second phase we call catharsis, which is the phase of the meditation where we hold and release every emotion that's present in our bodies in that moment. And we had a few girls in the training call it the anger phase <laughs> uh, just now, because what tends to come out is this anger What tends to come out is that people scream and we punch into pillows and bolsters and we kick things. And, you know, it's, it's actually quite 
quite amazing. But because the emotions that we tend to hold on to that we don't really have the tools or maybe the space or feel safe enough to release is usually anger and frustration. We, we tend to sh- look at anger as something shameful and we haven't really ever learned or received tools, but how do I release anger in a healthy way? So we hold it, we hold it, we hold it, and then it seeps out into other people. So we, we do this meditation in our YTTs. It's such a good tool to use for emotional release, to process stuff. And what we say or what they say is that we move through dynamic the way we move through life. And I find that to be so absolutely true. And there's a part of the dynamic there when you get to a silent phase and you freeze where you are after having moved your body intensely, like absolutely intensely without a break for 30 minutes. It's like a high intensity workout for 30 minutes. And then you have your arms up in the air and you're chanting and then you hear stop and you just freeze where you are. So your arms are up. And we move through dynamic how we move through life. So some people literally will stand in that silent phase with their arms up for 15 minutes, like arms straight up in the air, completely like shaking, sweating, you know, we're holding the arms up, kind of committing to it completely. And it's like, you can almost like, oh, like jaws locked, like I will not put my arms down. You know, no matter what, I am here, I'm present, I'm doing this thing. And then other people, you know, as soon as a silent phase comes, it's like after 30 seconds, realize like, oh my God, this is too much. This is unbelievable. And just like, no, I'm giving up, arms down. Some people even go like, oh no, I'm going to sit down. Some people just lie on the floor like, fuck this shit. I'm not doing that. And then there are people who are kind of in the in-between where, you know, can I stand here and, and hold this and then realize inside of myself, oh, this feels like too much. I feel like I'm tired. How can I listen to that and process that? without just completely giving up, right? Can I let my arms float down a little bit? Can I breathe into that space? Can I watch what my mind says and what my mind tells me about the situation, about this moment? Can I be really present with what's here and then act from that place? So not, you know, the absolute holding on no matter what or the complete giving up, but there is a space to dwell in in between. And then we might have meditations or days where we're holding it and we feel really powerful and strong and holding the arms up the entire time. And then we might have other days where we just like, oh no, I don't want to do it. But can we be present in that and see how that reflects something inside of us? You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Women are powerful. I am immersed in a yoga teacher training with 50 beautiful women at the moment and nothing reinforces this to me more. With all of our power, we need great support. So if you haven't found your perfect bra yet for your yoga practice or for everyday life, look into Third Love. Third Love has created the most revolutionary, comfy, and supportive bras imaginable. Using millions of real women's measurements, they took breast size and shape in mind for an impeccable fit and an incredible feel. They offer double the number of sizes that most brands offer, an incredible 70 sizes with cups from A to H, including exclusive half cup sizes and bands up to 48. You can easily find the perfect one for you by taking Third Love's Fit Finder quiz, and you'll be among 12 million women who have found their perfect size to date. Their team of expert fit stylists are also dedicated to helping you find the right bra for you, and they're available every day via text, chat, or phone. In 60 seconds, your order can be placed and on its way to your house. With Third Love, the details make the difference, from premium fabrics to expert design. They use ultra-soft fabrics, lightweight memory foam cups, straps that won't slip, and tagless labels to avoid itching to create the most comfortable bra you will ever wear. You have 60 days to wear your bra, wash it, and put it to the test. If you don't love it, you can return it, and Third Love will wash and donate it to a woman in need. 
Try a third love brought today. Surrender to the support and recognize your power. If you don't agree, returns and exchanges are always easy and free. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra out there for everyone. So right now, they're offering my listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash heart right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off of your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash heart for 15% off today. So I am definitely the keep your arms in the sky no matter what person. Or at least I have been for most of my life. I used to be, when I started meditating, I used to be the, fuck this shit. I'm going to go lie on the floor. I hate all of this. I'm, I used to feel like I was the weakest one. Like everybody else could do it, but I was so weak. And Or I had asthma, so I couldn't do the meditation because of asthma. And you know, this was when I was 17, long time ago. But I kind of went from being that person who would just give up. And that was sort of how I was moving through life at that time. I didn't want to participate in my own life. I didn't want to be present and show up in my own life. I didn't want to be challenged. Whenever something challenged me, I just would cop out, bow out completely. And if I was presented with something that I didn't know if I could do it, I just wouldn't even try. I'd just be like, no, that's not for me. I, I, that's not for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ever going to be that, a person who can do that. Or you know, I just wouldn't even try because I was so afraid to fail. And sometimes giving up completely, surrendering completely relates to this absolute gut-wrenching fear of failing, right? It's so scary. The idea of failing at something is so scary that we might as well never, ever, ever try, which means, of course, we're going to stay locked where we are and we're not going to grow and we're not going to learn about what is that fear, you know? Where does it come from? What does it relate to? And how can I move through that and grow from that? So I think that the the people that we have in the group, and of course, in every single group, we have these kinds of people. It's all every we all have different personalities, but the people who are more like me, in that sense, arms stay up no matter what. That's a takes a special kind of person, or takes a special kind of way to move through life that way. And I'm not always like that, not so much anymore. But I used to when I gravitated away from feeling in dynamic meditation, like I was a victim or like I couldn't do it or like felt small. And then I felt really empowered all of a sudden. I did a lot of personal development work and I felt really strong in my body and now I can do everything. But then I kind of went all the way over to that other side of, I will never take my hands down no matter what. And I held that for a really long time. This kind of like, I, I won't, I won't shake. I won't bring my hands down. Like, don't try to tell me that I can't do this. Like, let me show you what I can do. And that energy became almost a little bit aggressive for me. I felt like I had this life of feeling small for a really long time, that it was really important that I took up space, you know, that I got to be here and be present and be the strongest one and the tallest one, which, which also wasn't reflecting an actual truth, right? It was just going from one extreme to the other extreme. And now I try to exist in this space in the middle And I can see that in the meditations, how some days I want my arms down, some days I keep them up, and some days I just kind of, oh, I don't want to do it, I just want to give up, and some days I'll just hold it no matter what. But I think a lot of us, we have that kind of fighting, almost that fuck you spirit, (laughs) like no matter what the world throws at me, I am going to soldier on. And we think that this is a really admirable quality to have because of course it is. You know, we, we got to do what we do. We got to do what we have to do to feed the kids. We got to do what we have to do to, to keep things running. Like we all have these responsibilities. But there is also something really brave 
about letting yourself fall apart once in a while. There's something tremendously courageous about dropping to our knees and going, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> There's something, it, it, it takes massive amount of guts and courage to drop into that level of vulnerability, to ask for help and to stop. It really, really does. And we tend to think, I think that whenever we have a meltdown or a breakdown or something isn't working or we feel overly emotional or any of the things that we've kind of been taught throughout our whole lives are not okay, then we feel like we've failed, right? We failed. We should, we should be strong all the time. We should be resilient. We should do this. We should do that. Well, what if we are meant to exist in all of these places all the time, right? We can't just be strong all the time. We, we can't just hold it together all the time. It's exhausting. It's exhausting to keep our shit together all day long, all of our entire lives. It's exhausting. We are going to get to a place where if we've been the provider in the family, we've been the rescuer in the family, we've been the one maybe since little that kept everything together, we have soldiered on, we moved through loss or grief or pain or divorce or despair or disease or whatever, and we kept it together and now we're here. What I think is the truth is that at some point we're waiting for life to provide us with a little bit of space, enough space or enough support that we actually can fall apart. It's just, we can't keep going like that forever. And the beauty of that, I think, is that we will be presented with some sort of situation in our life that forces us to do that if we don't do it ourselves. And that's, I think, when we can find a really spiritually beautiful connection to the heavy things that come our way. Maybe not in the exact moment, but when we start working our way through that. So recognizing that, okay, you know, like that burnout came at that point in my life because it had to be that way. That was the one time in my life where actually I had enough support or I had enough space and that I could soften into that. And I could just let myself drop to the floor and, 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 and go all numb or whatever happened, you know, or we move through really heavy things or hard things or we lose someone. I've been able to see that in my own life that whenever I've been through loss, somehow, strangely, it's arrived with this timing in my life where looking back at it, I can go, oh my God, that was unbelievable that it happened at that time. If it was any other time, I wouldn't have been able to feel that loss. I wouldn't have been able to process that loss. I would have soldiered on. I would have kept all of it together because of the timing. It's like this divine timing of, of life somehow going, okay, wait, hey, there, there's a tragedy about to have it happen. Like, let's put that on, on your path at that moment. And I don't think, you know, I don't think we attract or manifest horrible things ever. I really don't believe that that's true. I think that things happen because they're meant to happen. But I do think that there is something called divine timing where the universe interjects and connects the dots in our universe or in our life, our path in a specific enough way that it leads us to the keys that we need to live a really great life or to heal those old things that need healing or to put things back together in a way that we didn't know we needed to give us that revelation of like, holy fucking shit, that's the point of life. Like, that's why I'm here. So I think it's not so much that we need disaster to strike for us to to have that that total epiphany, but we need the timing of that disaster to align in some way with what we're going through in life for it to click. Mm -hmm. 
You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love breakfast. It's basically the best time of day and time I get to spend with my family every morning. Leluna and Dennis love breakfast too, of course. Since we live in Aruba where it's so hot, it's nice to have something cold for breakfast and we love overnight oats. My overnight oat recipe is a super hit at the house and it's also a staple at Nourish, our vegan cafe. I add pumpkin spice in there, some almond milk, chia seeds, tiny bit of maple syrup, vanilla extract, a pinch of salt, and of course, Bob's Red Mill gluten-free rolled oats. Mix it all together, put it in the fridge overnight, and it's perfect for breakfast the next morning. I usually top mine off with some dates, maybe walnuts, chocolate chips if I'm having sugar or feeling extra special that day, and fresh fruit like banana, blueberries, and raspberries. It's nutrient-packed and also amazingly delicious and filling. If you're looking for that perfect brand of oats, be sure to try Bob's Red Mill. Bob's Red Mill is an employee-owned company, so you know they put love into all of their high-quality and minimally processed products. They've been offering organic gluten and free and stone ground products for decades that come straight from their stone mill in Oregon right to your table. If you're anything like me, you'll stock up on Bob's Red Mill gluten-free, paleo, and vegan products from oats to flowers and meals for a healthy family and a healthy heart. Head over to bobsredmill.com slash yogagirl and enter right now for a chance to win some amazing Bob's Red Mill goodies. One winner is selected by random selection each month. That's bobsredmill.com slash yogagirl. I feel like I'm speaking a lot of truth right now in my delirium of this tiredness i feel like somehow somehow i'm making sense i don't even know how it's possible but but what what if that's true so if i think back to my own life and kind of the things on my own path that made me become this kind of person right so i i am a person that stands there with my hands up in the meditation for most of the time and then i have these moments of of grace, I guess, that, that come my way in life that dropped me to my knees. And it's something I, I wrote about a lot in my, in, my, in my second book, in To Love and Let Go. I wrote about that, that I, I had a, a realization, it was right before I got pregnant, where I realized that my only relationship with God, my only relationship with universe, spirit, infinite love, whatever you resonate with, my only relationship with God is in moments of absolute despair. I never had, prior to becoming pregnant, prior to the baby, I never had a relationship with God that wasn't 100% related to something absolutely horrifying happening to me. Someone would die and then I'd be on my knees and I'd pray, right? I'd lose someone and then I'd ask for help or I'd be on the brink of losing someone and then I would pray, I never had that relationship ever with a higher power that, that wasn't, you know, and in my yoga practice and meditation practice, of course, like I feel very connected and, and, and grounded and like I'm connecting with something bigger than myself, but that actual relationship of speaking to God, which I think is something that really only happens in moments of total surrender of realizing I cannot do this on my own anymore. I can't, I can't, I need something greater than me to open up and give me grace in this moment so that I can carry on. Like it happens in those moments because it's the only way for so many of us. We need those moments of, of, of just shit hitting the fan for us to realize like, oh wait, like maybe I can't control all of this. And I had that realization or that epiphany of my only relationship with God being in moments of pain or panic. And then how can I invite that and have that relationship or have that 
that sense of total purpose come into my life in all these different areas, not just in pain, not just when things get really horrible, but in the good days too, right? In the good moments too, in the mundane, in the boring, in the in-between. So I can keep that connection to something greater than me, keeping that connection to the fact that I am purposeful in my life, not just when everything is terrible, but also when things are really good. And I think it's been this, this, this process since having the baby. I've been on this, in this space, moving through the process of realizing that I can't do it all on my own. That's the first thing that came my way. I was seven months pregnant, about to open the studio (laughs) and a massive epiphany standing there with my giant belly of like, I can't do this. (laughs) I can't run seven companies in four countries with 40 employees, a giant yoga studio that I just built. Like I'm almost like put all of our money into the space. We have no idea how to run a studio. We don't know what we're doing. I can't do all of this alone. (laughs) And a baby. (laughs) No. And we made our, or I made our most important key hire that we've ever done, brought into the company to basically, you know, grant me some grace and give me space to be with my baby. And every moment since becoming a mom after that has been that process of wanting to do it all alone, exhausting myself completely, going through sleep regression, still running all the businesses, and then having some sort of collapse and not collapse and like, oh, I lost everything or, you know, burning out, hitting a wall, not, not kind of like that, but little mini moments of collapsing of just, I guess, having an opening to receive something that I really, really needed to learn. Whether that happened to me sitting in the shower with my clothes on crying because I hadn't slept for two weeks. (laughs) Like there's grace in those moments too. Or if it was from realizing that I was so terrified that something was going to happen with the baby that it just paralyzed me completely. Loosening my grip and that feeling of I am the one controlling everything. I'm the one running all of these shows. I'm the one steering the ship. Like Actually, I'm not. There's a limit to how much I can do. And I can just look back at these past two and a half years of being a mom and realizing again and again, I work, I work, I work, I work. And then I come to a place where I realize like, no, I can't. And then I scale back and I take it easy. I take a vacation. I try to take a vacation. I, I, I go to the podcast and I talk about slowing down and I talk about balance and then, and then I feel good again. And then I pick up the pace and then I go and I go and I go. And then I find myself again, like at the top of some giant mountain that I just climbed that was insane. And then I go, Oh my God, I got to slow down. I gotta, I gotta take a step back. I gotta, I gotta put my arms down. And then I do, or I try. And then, you know, and then I pick it back up again. And I'm just sitting with this now, not mid collapse. Like I'm not sitting here crying because I'm, you know, everything is terrible or anything like that. No, actually I'm in a really good moment in this training, holding a lot of things together, but I'm really tired, like whole other outer worldly level tired, realizing that this process of continuing and doing, 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 and never stopping And then realizing that I don't, every time I go through it, it's not as bad the next time. (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) So that every time I go through it and I realize, and I have that epiphany of, oh my God, I took on too much. And then I slow down. And then the next time I pick up things, I'm a little bit softer in it. 
if that's if that makes any sense. I don't take it on in a sense of I have to keep my arms up here for the entirety of this entire meditation or I fail. But actually, I can drop my arms a little bit and I look around and I ask for help. The reason this training is really working and is super beautiful and it's, you know, I don't have any negative muddied feeling about anything is because I have so much help right now. And how do we have so much help right now? Well, I called it in from having almost two years of feeling really overwhelmed in different ways. And the team right now is amazing, unbelievably amazing. There's so much support. Even just now before recording this show, my assistant texted me like, everything okay? Don't forget the podcast. And I was like, Dennis didn't set up the podcast. I don't have an SD card. (laughs) Nothing is working. And immediately there's three different people writing me like, do you need something? Heard the baby was a little upset tonight. Do you need me to come over? Should we bring you an SD card? Do you need something? Like, we got your back. (laughs) And I'm just like, oh, wait, everybody has my back. I don't have to do everything alone. Like, and actually, I can find my own SD card. Yes, I can. Actually, my baby is going to fall asleep any moment. Now, everything's okay. Thank you so much. All I need to know is that, oh, I am supported. People have my back. And then I realize, oh, I can can do a little more. It's not a big deal. And I'm feeling like this process of, it's kind of like the coming and going of the tide. Perhaps this is what it has to be for all of us. Or maybe, what if this is for all of us, kind of type A, like never stop, keep going, super moms, or whether or not you have a kid or not, but like, you know what I mean. There's a lot of us out there. (laughs) We're we're a little bit controlling, very controlling, perhaps, maybe. I wouldn't say control freak because I don't like the word freak, but you know what I mean. We like things a certain way. We want things our way. We kind of think or know that we do things a little better than everybody else. You know, we we can do a lot. We can hold a lot. We do a good job. We don't give up. Like, you know, you guys are listening to this because you resonate with that. I know it. What if we could have this process instead of having a burnout, instead of having a collapse, instead of needing some sort of catastrophe to bring us to our knees and ask, God for help. What if we could have this this flow, this flow of building up and then realizing and catching ourselves before we get to that place of losing it that, oh, wait, I'm I'm working too hard now or hey, I need to soften a little bit or hey, I'm going to go to bed extra early tonight or hey, can you take the baby tomorrow so I can sleep in or hey, I'm going to take a day off this week or Hmm, how can I invite more of that softness into this space? And then keep building. Because I don't think the answer to this is this to stop working or we're going to stop working toward our dreams or we're going to, you know, uh, drastically become a different type of person who works in a different way, which is kind of what I thought I would do <laughs> last year when I was so sick. I was like, I'm going to change my life. <laughs> I even, my intention for this year, my new year's intention was calm, right? All I want is calm. Fact of the matter is I am not a calm person. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not a calm person. I'm a super intense, hectic, like go getting type of person. I'm probably never going to become a calm person. So for me, it's about how can I let myself be who I am and invite more moments of calm into my life, or invite more people into my life who bring about a calming energy or invite more people into my life that can help me with things. I don't feel so overwhelmed. I don't know, just speaking that out loud, it kind of lets me affirm to myself that 
I'm doing a good job. (laughs) Maybe if you're listening and you resonate with that, you're doing a good job too. What if this story we tell ourselves about the fact that we work so hard makes us continue working really hard? You know, what if this too muchness is actually just enough, right? And we can trust in ourselves and trust that we know when we need a break. We know when to slow down. And maybe this space that I'm in right now is finding balance. (laughs) I started this podcast asking that question. How do you find the balance between working and building and manifesting and creating and slowing down and keeping your sanity? Well, maybe I'm fucking doing it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I can kind of like, can you, can you, can you sense that I, I want you to answer me right now? If you're listening, can you nod intensely? And then the energy of, and vibration of you nodding your head right now will reverberate back into time and space and hit me as I'm recording this in this moment. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about time travel or something now, which I think means it's time for me to go to bed slash go lie on the couch and watch this Netflix show on glass blowing that I'm watching. What? Okay, that's not like a whole other topic, but... Did you guys know that there's a show on Netflix about glass blowing? And oh my God, it's amazing. I must become a glass blower immediately. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I'm sorry I'm rambling and I love you so much. And this week, cut yourself some slack for working hard. Acknowledge the fact that you're a hard worker. Let yourself be a hard worker and then give yourself some space. So do something beautiful for yourself. Take a day off, go get a massage, hang out with your kids, you know, go gossip over coffee with your best friends. Do something that just involves winding down. Not because you deserve it, because you have to work hard to deserve that, but just because it's nice. It's nice. And we all deserve to have more moments of just nice in our lives. I love you a lot. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and thanks to my sponsors, Ritual, Third Love, and Bob's Red Mill. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.